Welcome to GeoPod's by Team GeoStrata, a student-led organization where our aim is to enhance and encourage the comprehension of global strategic affairs. Today's podcast is going to be our first in a long but bit-sized series specifically aimed at making sense of China, for we in the 21st century cannot engage with a power that possesses the combined abilities of economic might, its aggressive nationalism and mastery of political affairs all at once if we do not understand its history and culture. Now, as the heading suggests, in this podcast of ours, we're going to briefly look at the context that led to the initiation of the century of humiliation. One of the most effective sources to obtain insights into the thinking of the Chinese Politburo, but normally is a secretive affair, are the speeches that its high command, and especially its president Xi Jinping, chooses to address the masses with. Recently, Marking the centenary of the foundation of the Communist Party of China in a grand show of celebration for the eminence and power that the party has brought back to China, Xi Jinping, like time and again, invoked that as the Chinese reach forever increasing heights, they must never forget about the century of humiliation that China was inflicted upon at the behest of the Western powers. So what is this century of humiliation? that is so deeply etched into the Chinese consciousness? And why does it act as a driving force behind the Chinese juggernaut? Now, as complex as China may seem, any attempts to ignore the dominant power will only delay the eventual encounter. For better or worse, we live in a globalized world, and any sense of real politic commands that it's in one's own interest to be duly prepared for that. By the 18th century, China and the West were brought up into and represented two absolutely different conceptions of the world order, while Europe, in the aftermath of the Treaty of Westphalia, evolved concepts of a nation-state which recognized each other's political equality, none superior to the other, China, which had been unified since the 2nd century BC and was absolutely alien to any such concepts of dealing with other states as equals. For centuries, it represented a hierarchical structure of international relations, whereby China sat on the pinnacle by the mandate of heaven, and other states and societies were tied to the patriarch as tributaries, lesser states accepting Chinese supremacy and the overlordship of its emperor. It's not that China was completely out of touch with the West, it maintained a highly restricted trade regulated only through the Chinese city of Canton, also known as Guangzhou. Around the 18th century, Britain, which by then had progressed massively into several realms of science and technology, approached China seeking a special relationship, mainly for more trading opportunities in the form of access to more port cities and a permanent residence for the monarch's representative in Beijing. Several diplomatic missions sent by them had all failed on similar grounds. Still unaware of the extent of the Western progress, as by then they only represented a fraction of the Chinese GDP, and what consequences it might bring upon, the Chinese imperial bureaucracy repeatedly refused to consider the British as equals, something that they were absolutely unknown to. For instance, 
the term that gets attributes made to the Chinese emperor, refused to allow the British representative or diplomatic residence in Beijing, for that would have implied considering the British monarch as an equal to their own emperor. In short, China, immersed into its own world order, where it occupied the pinnacle, was only delaying the eventual convergence. For the forces behind the imperial expansionism were coming, whether they were ready or not. This is the backdrop which led to onset of the first opium war, the symbolic beginning to the century of humiliation, and with it, it brought several wounds to the Chinese society, considering itself to be the epitome of civilization and all under the heaven. And it still seems to drive the Chinese dragon, which, as it seems, is on a journey to bring back itself its preeminence that it once enjoyed as the center of the world. Heartful thanks from Team Geostrada for listening to our podcast. Now, this podcast of ours is going to be a part of a broader series, Understanding China, whereby we take up important events and we analyze them, as in how do they affect the steps that the Chinese state takes. On a similar note, we're also going to cover several of the international affairs that we think demands some special attention. If you like the content, please visit our Instagram channel and our website which we will be linking down below again thank you so much for listening to our podcast and have a good day and we will see you soon team geostrata